Hey guys, welcome to the Learn Feng Shui podcast, where you'll learn Feng Shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. So if you're interested in learning Feng Shui, Chinese astrology, all things Chinese metaphysics, as well as the superstitions and myths that connect it all, you'll enjoy learning Feng Shui with me. Alright guys, today we're going to talk about the monthly energy for September. Hey guys, jumping right in. We're in September. Crazy, right? So we're in the eighth month of the Lunar New Year. Um, that first cycle of Jechi starts off the month of the rooster. So it's the month of the middle rooster or the um, Sin uh, you is called a sinew. <laughs> Almost forgot. <laughs> so that first Jechi cycle again kicks off the month and the month starts around the 7th. So September 7th and through the 23rd is that first solar cycle of energy, that 15 day cycle uh, called the Jechi cycle. And it is named white dew. For the second cycle of the month, it starts around the 23rd and it stops on um, October 8th and of course it's called autumn equinox and this does correspond very closely to the pagan wheel of the year and the observance of Maybon. So the rooster in and of itself is the element of yin metal. It resides in the west and it does represent the throat chakra, speaking, communication, and even singing and sometimes partying like uh, communicating um you know, singing, if you think of uh, getting together and like wine and song, right? That's kind of what the rooster, uh, the connotation the rooster carries a lot of times. And so anyone that has a rooster in their natal chart, a lot of times they do uh, like to be social and tend to really like to, you know, maybe have a drink, like to, especially in areas that are, um, you know, very, very social areas and there is drinking, uh, the roosters all in. So the metal rooster, again, at its core, uh, the essence or the, the main chi of the rooster is that yin metal. And when we look at the, what's called the heavenly stem on top, and we're looking at the yin metal rooster, we're looking at an element of, of this pure yin metal. And if you think about the imagery, it kind of represents like the imagery of a diamond or like a diamond ring, a very small, you know, piece of metal, but very eye catching and attention grabbing. And so very shiny and beautiful. So a lot of people that are born under the zodiac sign of the metal rooster are generally very uh, attractive, you know, and they attract attention. So the issue with the softer yin metal is that it can easily be covered up with the presence of too much earth in a zodiac chart. So, you know, you'd kind of have to get a, a zodiac reading to, to understand or to know if you have too much earth. So um, again, if you have too much earth, sometimes it's almost like your talents are covered up or people don't notice you. Um, or, you know, another thing with the yin metal is that you can actually be outshined. So if there's another yin metal um, person around, that means that they're going to want to command attention too. So the metal rooster likes the attention, even though they may not admit it, they like to be the center of attention. They like attention from people. They want to be noticed and recognized, and they really can do great in front of an audience and performing and, you know, and they, they kind of thrive on that energy. So yeah, so that's kind of what, what that metal rooster energy is for this month. So to me, I really think that this month can bring us the ability to 
command things like attention, you know? So uh, one thing that it can uh, provide though, um, the yin metal person tends to be an overthinker. So overthinker in that, um, metal is also the metal, uh, the element of analysis. And so when we're thinking of precision and analyzing things, we think of that, that metal element, that's what represents it. And so somebody with a yin metal in their zodiac could also be an overthinker, especially if you have the in metal rooster, you tend to overanalyze the situation <laughs> and um, you just, sometimes the opportunity will pass you by before you're done thinking about it. And so sometimes, you know, the decisions just need to be made a little bit more, more quick, you know? And so for this month too, don't overanalyze, you know, you may catch yourself overanalyzing. So this is just inner, even the energy that's governing the month. So if you're pregnant, you have a child this month, they will be born under this Zodiac sign, but yeah, it's kind of just the, the energy, um, signature for the month that's kind of governing this time. So yeah, maybe a little bit of over analysis, Maybe the attention, you know, might be more on you if you decide to, uh, you know, be more public. And so when I say that, I always think of people that are like getting called out on, on stuff. Like, I mean, I, I'm probably a TikTok addict, <laughs> so I love watching the videos, but one of the things that I love to watch is, um, other content creators, uh, getting called out for like bad behavior or being out at first stuff that if they're, you know, acting, you know in an inappropriate way, right? I, you know, to me, that just doesn't sit right that somebody would use their expertise to manipulate somebody, right? And so to me, I really think this month is like the same thing. It's like things being uncovered, things being, you know, brought attention to. So um, look for that in, in the media and stuff, kind of look for uh, maybe things coming out and attention being called on things. All right, guys. So I kind of redesigned my blog post for the month in order to make it a little bit clearer. So one of the things that um, I, I did was add a little bit more information on the Zodiac signs. So again, if you want to follow along or you want to refer back to what I'm talking about today or read a little bit more about it and how this energy can impact you, I do have a link in the show notes. Um, I, I put a link tree in my show notes. And so there's like a monthly blog post link and usually that'll take you right to that blog and um, it'll take you to the monthly energy update. Sometimes when I am making the show notes, I'm not able to link directly to the blog post because it's not published yet. And so sometimes I forget to go back in and update those show notes. So you can always go to that link tree profile and just click on like blog or monthly energy update or something like that. It's, it's something like that. Okay. You'll find it. <laughs> and so again, just even just go to the website and it'll be on the menus is the blog post. Okay. So when we're looking at the Zodiac signs, one of the things that you can do really is just look at the sign of the day that you are born. This is really the most impactful to you. This dictates your relationships and you kind of your like your personal, the way you feel about yourself, the way you view yourself. Okay. And so this really, the, the day you're born, you know, you'll have a Zodiac sign for, for four, you'll have four Zodiac signs, one for the year, month, day, and even hour that you're born. So the year does represent like your friends, social circle, community. The month represents your career and your relationship with your parents. And in some cases, your health, it just kind of depends. 
Um, and the day represents your, for sure, your health, romantic relationships, and how you relate to your partner. And the hour you're born does re represent your children, thoughts, emotions, and your feelings. And so if you're, so for example, if your zodiac sign, like we talked about the rooster earlier, is in the year, then that kind of represents how you relate amongst your friend group in a social circle. Okay. Um, so, so that's how you kind of read that. Again, if you go to the blog, it does have all of this information. But one of the easiest things to do really is just to look at the day you are born and only take into consideration the day. This kind of governs all the other energy in your zodiac um, chart and your four pillars, you know, it kind of governs that for you. And so with that all being said, let's jump into the zodiac forecast for the rooster. All right, so the Grand Duke for the month or the energy that is governing the month, obviously we've talked about it. Uh, we've been talking about it for the past few minutes here, the rooster. So again, just kind of that Grand Duke energy, it does draw a little bit more attention. And so if you have the Zodiac rooster, you might have a little bit more attention. I talked about kind of that attention and focus maybe being on you, but if you have the Zodiac sign of rooster, you may see that a little bit more this month. So you can really use that energy to kind of push yourself forward, especially like at work and, and stuff like that, because you know, think away that energy, like if attention and focus is going to be on you, use it for good, right? Use it for some good things. And so one of the things that I've kind of thought about to make it a little bit easier again, to kind of see how that's going to affect us is to see, um, what's, what's going on specifically with what's called the symbolic stars, um, for the year. So all the zodiac signs have what's called a symbolic star. And it's just kind of a, it, you know, energy pattern that kind of, you know, tells them what they can focus on for the year, you know, or what might be a little more stressful. And so, um, the caution for the month really is because that what's called the brutal defeat star is present. And so, um, <laughs> it, it's, it sounds terrible. Brutal defeat. It sounds like a, like a move on mortal combat or something, <laughs> or you just like demolish somebody. But honestly, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know why they name it that, but uh, it's you're not going to like brutally be defeated. Uh, what it what it does do is it can cause your words to be taken out of context. So be mindful about what you're saying in in public. You know, if you make public comments online, um, if you're speaking, you know, even amongst your friends group, kind of watch what you're saying this month. Um, honestly, the rooster does tend to also talk out of turn a little bit or just be too blunt anyway or um, say something without providing context or, you know, talking about, I guess, uh, kind of elaborating on what they really mean, you know, it kind of gets taken wrong anyway. And so honestly, this is, this is what I would say uh, to focus on. So just watch what you're saying this month and I think you'll be just fine. So if any setbacks occur, just keep on and press forward because that it could also indicate that maybe there's some setbacks in, in some things in your life. But you know what? Just keep on going. Remember, we all have setbacks in life and it's kind of just how you handle it that really you know, can push you forward in life. So, um, just, that's just the caution for the month, but your focus for the month, um, can also be referred to when we're looking at those dragon, those, oh, sorry, the, um, blah, the symbolic stars, <laughs> uh, called the dragon virtue and the emperor star. So these energies do indicate the ability to establish yourself as an expert in something. So again, if your attention's on you, you can establish yourself as an expert. Just watch what you're saying because of that presence of the, that brittle defeat star. But really, I mean, I think if you're, you know, doing good things, you're going to have good things come to you. I know people tend to worry a lot 
when it comes to like zodiac forecasts or you know even feng shui in their home and stuff like that but honestly if we're focusing on all the positive things we can do i don't think negative things are going to happen to you okay so if they do just message me and we'll talk about it it's okay i got your back okay so yeah um again watch what you're saying and um yeah use that um that attention for the good okay Again, trying to simplify just a little bit, um, our next zodiac sign, these are the zodiac signs that combine with the rooster. You know, sometimes you'll hear the term like it's a secret friend of the snake or it's a trinity animal or something. And so um, that just means there's a combination present. There's the energies combined. What happens is that, uh, you know, you have your five elements, right? You have these five elements and at its core, each of these zodiac signs are, are an element, okay? That's why the rooster has the metal, snake has fire, ox has earth, okay? But within all three of those zodiac signs that combine, so rooster, snake, and ox, they all contain some part of metal. And so the snake is the birth of metal. If you look, it's in like the sub tier, what's called the hidden stems. The a rooster is the peak of metal. It's pure element of, of yin metal. And then the ox is the graveyard of metal or where the metal is stores or dies. Okay. And so, um, it's, it's the three zodiac signs that make up this element, the birth peak and storage of this element. Okay. So when I say, Oh, that's a metal element or that's an earth element or whatever, that is because the zodiac signs, uh, th that's just the way they, they kind of interact with each other. Okay. Um, basically it just means there is a combination. So if I've lost you already, I apologize. <laughs> and so again, snake and ox. So the snake, I think can keep its eyes out for opportunities month. Um, might not be so obvious, maybe a little bit hidden just because the way the energy is. Um, and then the ox. So if you have a zodiac sign of ox, you may feel a little bit more expressive, may, you know, maybe wanting to uh, take a break, enjoy some nice things, experience some self-care. And of course, if you have one of these zodiac signs, eventually during the month, it's going to combine and it will make the element of, of pure metal because of that you know, what's called that metal frame or the three zodiac signs that, that represent the metal, you know? And so, um, again, just kind of the overthinking, the thought process, overanalyzing, you know, don't let that be you this month. If you're worn under the Zodiac of snake or ox, the harmony animal or the, what's called the secret friend of the rooster is the dragon. And so again, this does make the element of metal, but combining with the roost, rooster can boost, um, creativity and knowledge and it might be a month you want to focus on learning something new or more along the lines of a creative endeavor you know so maybe you want to learn something creative um do be cautious of overspending and comparing yourself to others there's no need to try to keep up with people um yeah so that's my caution and my advice if you're born under the zodiac sign of the dragon and then we look at what is called the seasonal combination. And so these are all the zodiac signs or the animal signs that make up the season of autumn, which are the monkey, rooster, and the dog. So if you have a monkey and a dog in your zodiac, that does mean you have a seasonal combination. This combination does dominate all the other combinations. So um, it, it takes away any kind of clash also. And so um, it's, it's just like the most dominant. Again, if you kind of think of... Um, the order of operations in math is kind of like that, right? It takes the precedence, precedence over the other zodiac signs. So this combination will dominate and again, create the element of metal. Um, when, when you see a seasonal combination, 
the combination usually is considered lucky. It usually shows up in the form of um, things happening, opportunities, maybe financial opportunity, helpful people and mentors. So do take advantage when this opportunity presents itself. And again, the overanal overanalyzing, but again, with this element of metal for all of these signs I'm reading, um, you can take advantage and you can also um, think of it as having that laser focus and that precision. The zodiac sign that is clashing the month's energy is the rabbit. And so remember, we're already in the year of the rabbit. And then we have this clashing month coming in, you know. And so the rabbit may experience a little bit of tougher of a time this month, just kind of depending, especially the wood rabbit. Um, so one thing that I always recommend when you see a clashing energy coming in really is to just kind of take that action and create change for yourself. It really just means a change is coming. And so if you're thinking about doing something like quitting smoking, or maybe you want to get healthier and you're eating bad, you know, eliminate those foods from your, your, um, you know, your grocery list, you know, <laughs> like change something up in your, in your home, you know, make a change for yourself. If you're thinking about moving or you're already like getting, you know, maybe it's a month you're going to move, like, you know, start planning those changes. And if you're creating the change, then uh, it kind of like, it takes that energy away. If that makes sense from, from anything, you know, kind of going crazy. But honestly, um, the clashing energy is like the one I'd worry least about unless we're doing like date selection or doing something, you know, that in involves, you know, particular timing. But generally when those clashing energy comes up, I think people get kind of nervous. They get scared. Um, generally I'll have people reach out to me at the beginning of the year and they're like, Oh no, I have this Zodiac sign. I know there's a clash. What do I do? Um, really, it just means something might change a little bit. So again, kind of referring back to where it falls in your Zodiac, if it falls in the year, maybe, you know, there'll be some changes amongst your friend group or, you know, something's going to change there. Maybe you don't hang out with them as much. I mean, it could be something as simple as that. Um, in the month, it could be a career, you know, change, career move in the, uh, the day, you know, maybe something's going on with your health. Maybe your relationships, you know, something's, something's kind of changing there. And then in the hour, um, that's more of a psychological thing. And you kind of think about, you know, it's, it might be a time where you're just like overthinking things or you're, um, you know, feeling sorry for yourself or something. So yeah, just kind of that type of energy. All right, so looking now at the feng shui for the month of September. So just kind of looking at flying stars. Um, I think it's one of the easiest energies to use. It can be fairly quick. Um, we like to focus on the good stars. And so if they're in a good area and they're combining in a nice way, all you need to do is really position yourself in the area to use it. Okay. And so the Northeast, um, I talked about last month uh, using that number four flying star to study. So if you're trying to study anything, go ahead and use that, um, that Northeast sector of your home. And this could be a little bit of a boost to you academically. So if you're studying for an exam or uh, maybe entrance exam or replacement exam or something like that, then go ahead and, um, you know, position yourself in the Northeast sector of your home and you should be able to benefit from that energy. The next sector is the east. So remember when uh, the the eight star, uh, the well star, we kind of like to 
chase that around. Remember, um, there is the presence of the yearly flying star number two, which generally is associated with illness. But honestly, um, I feel like there's kind of been a lot of talk, um, at least in, you know, in the groups uh, I'm around <laughs> of this presence of this, uh, the eight two combination. And generally, um, sometimes it has a bad connotation, meaning like loss of wealth, but, um, the flying star number two, it, it's considered the illness star, but remember it represents the area of the Southwest and land. And so for that reason, it, it's also represents assets, you know? And so, one of the things you can do too, especially if you're trying to acquire assets would be to work in the East sector of your home. Remember when we're working in the Grand Duke area for the year, we want to make sure that our back is to the East. Okay. Cause it said that you, this helps to, you know, give you, um, like a more, uh, how would I explain it said that it helps to give you more uh, courage, I suppose, you know, and so it's like that Grand Duke energy is backing you, right? And so you put your back to appease the Grand Duke. And so, yeah, if you're, you could just position yourself in your east sector of your home, or you can, um, you know, oh, and you can position your back to the east, okay? So the north is another sector that is pretty good to use for the month flying star number six. It's generally a good star and it is used to represent like um, authority, especially if you're a boss, you know, it represents like the head of something or a boss. And so for that reason, um, you can use that, especially if you're the boss in an area, um, you're going to want to use this sector to be pretty good. So one thing I kind of uh, heard that was kind of comical was that uh, remember that the yearly star nine is there, which is a fire energy. And so the six nine combination, it's called fire burning the heavenly gate. Um, but something I heard is something about like a, a hair being burnt off or something, the six nine combination, because the six also represents the head. Uh, and I just thought that was kind of comical. Obviously, that's not something you have to worry about, but um, I just thought it was a funny thing to throw in. All right, so looking at the challenging flying star sectors for the month. So I, I'm really not one that's like, you know, I don't really put up a lot of like feng shui cures. I really don't follow that five star energy around. You know, when we look at the five star, it's the five star of instability, you know, so. Um, but again, I think focusing on the more positive areas of your home can just have a better effect. You know, if you amplify the good, it kind of negates some of the bad things that are going on. Well, with that being said, <laughs> this month I would caution you on the five star. Okay, so the five star is flying to the south. And remember the eight star is there for the year. And so when we have a five eight combination, this could indicate financial issues. And so if you um, have a front door in the sector, if you sleep in the sector, you know, um, things like that, if you work in the sector, if it's an area you use a lot, go ahead and put a salt jar there for the month, or you can hang your six coins. Um, and the Northwest also is one of the caution areas that I would say for the month, only because it has the five flying star for the year. And then the two flying star goes there. And so this is a time where that two flying star, instead of representing assets could cause some issues with illness. And so, um, again, if you're sleeping in the sector, if your bedroom is in the Northwest sector of your home, or if your front door is located here, then do place a saltwater jar in the sector. Okay. 
One thing I almost forgot to mention is that you do want to dispose or remove of that saltwater jar around the fifth of each month before the energy shifts. So just around that time, all you got to do is, so don't try and clean your jar out. All you do is, you know, take a, maybe a couple of plastic bags, you bag it up and then just toss it out. And our no renovation sectors. So these can generally be uh, looked at on the website again uh, on my blog post. But they're pretty much the same. Not much has changed because the energy um, in the West is a little bit challenging. So again, we're going to avoid the South, the Southwest, the East. We're going to also avoid the West and the Northwest. And so those are areas that we don't want to dig and we don't want to start heavy renovations in. And so, um, you know, renovations can actually be done in the sectors using date and time selection. So if you have no choice or, uh, you know, do it. Okay. If you have no choice, then just do it. Um, but generally what, what, what happens is that this energy, it triggers off, um, what is called these earth energies. And so, um, the, the son, the son shahs, they're, going to be like your disaster star, your robbery star, your year breaker, your grand duke. So when we talk about energies like that, that's what's going to be impacted by the the digging and renovations. Not necessarily the flying stars, which are activated more by the movement and motion in that sector. And so when we're uh, looking at this earth energies, it's always going to be the digging and renovation. Um, so I recently had a client and we talked about, um, the fact that they, they start some renovations on like the second and third level of their, their apartment. Okay. And so one of the things I kind of want to mention is that, um, uh, these are earth energies. And so if you're on the ground level of an apartment, you know, you're going to want to avoid the renovations. If you're above ground level these energies won't affect the space. And so you can start those on second floor or third floor and have much less, much less of an impact. Okay. So, um, really the flying stars are going to be what's activated by any uh, renovations. If you do it above ground level. So I hope that makes sense. Cause remember these are earth energies. They affect the earth, they impact the earth and are activated by the digging. And so, Oh, it's, you know, just a little nuance there of feng shui. So, um, if you're like, Oh, I need to start doing something on the second story of my home, you should be quite fine. I also had a listener um, reach out on the Q&A section, which is available on, on Spotify for podcasters. Um, you know, we, we can ask questions there. So uh, that's kind of a nice feature. So I always uh, put that little section at the bottom. But I had somebody ask if they could start renovations in the West during this month. You know, I wouldn't start them in the West sector during this month because remember it's the grand duke and also we're in the year of the rabbit that energy is opposing so if you can avoid it i wouldn't do any heavier renovations in the west for the month if you need any help finding these sectors of your home just shoot me a message um, upload your floor plan so a new feature on the website that reminds me um, you can actually go directly to a the link down in the show notes. I'll put that below. And you there's a, a little page there. You can just upload your floor plan directly to uh, the website there. Uh, remember, it has to be a 
floor plan of the inside of your home. I do have a lot of people, unfortunately, sometimes just send me like a Google image of the outside of their home, you know, the, the, the topography of their, you know, and I, I can't, I can't sector it out or I can't section it out like that. I need to see the inside of the floor plan and that can be either hand drawn or, you know, from, from the architect, you know, so, uh, whatever works for you, but fairly to scale so we can section all out. Um, that is absolutely free. I want to help people be able to follow along with, you know, the monthly energy and everything and know where to do stuff and, you know, uh, do those activations when, when possible. Okay. So yeah, just shoot me a message. I'll put that link below and let's go to a break from, um, our sponsor. Uh, and we'll be right back with Folklore Friday and we'll talk about those Jetchy cycles that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. From thebeijinger.com, Solar Terms 101. Collect white dew and stay hydrated during autumn dryness. I've kind of been enjoying looking at the solar terms, those Jetchi cycles uh, with these monthly energies. So hopefully you guys are enjoying these. I think they're pretty interesting and they kind of give a little bit of insight into the why they're named that and... Um, you know, just kind of an interesting thing. So one of the things that I, I don't mention because it's a little bit hard to kind of explain is that earlier I mentioned you could use date selection to start renovations. Well, that actually, one of the ways we can determine that is to look at that Jeji cycle and see which one is governing the the, the time period and where your house um, sits. So the direction your house, the you know, the back of your house sits on um, and then we can pick a start date for renovations for you. And so the Jet Chi cycle, it is important to feng shui also. It's just kind of hard to explain, I guess. <laughs> so, um, but it is all about the solar positioning. And so um, here when we look at the white dew, this first solar cycle, um, and uh, which solar term is it? It would be the, uh, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't see here which uh, oh the 15th solar term oh my goodness okay so when the big dipper it says ticks clockwise around the solar longitude and it reaches 165 degrees this is the beginning of the 15th solar term which is called white dew okay so the solar term's namesake is actually called bailu so hopefully i don't butcher that i'm sorry to any of my um my Chinese listeners. So actually comes from a phenomena witnessed during the season when dew gathers on the leaves in the morning. And according to Chinese philosophy and the five elements theory, autumn's element is metal. The color is white. And so therefore the dew is transformed in the season and it's bestowed with the same color, which I think is beautiful. So when we're looking at these micro seasons, as they're called, um, this 15 day period of time, it's actually broken up into a three five day cycles. And so it, you know, it can be narrowed down even more and it really does denote a very specific behavior of nature. And so here it does talk about that in this time around um, this, this period of time in China, um, usually the harvest is kind of concluded. Um, usually that wheat and grain harvest does start right around August, and which I think also is generally marked in the observance of what's called Lunasa um, in, the, in the pagan observance, um, which I think is really interesting that a lot of the um, observances really do closely correspond 
Um, so we're not so, so much different, are we? <laughs> but, uh, anyhow, um, it does kind of note here that a lot of that harvesting is already done. And so what they kind of observed during this time really is the pattern of birds. They, they see a bunch of different kinds of things going on here. It does say here the first two micro seasons, which are the first 10 days, it says the wild goose come and then the blackbirds return expressing the same idea uh, the wild goose and the sparrow two of China's most iconic migratory birds will fly south. And traditionally the wild goose is something of a mascot for the North while Southerners tend to regard the sparrow as their local fowl. And that last micro season, the last five days, uh, the birds that don't migrate will start stocking up on nourishment such as wheat and nuts for the harsh winter. And so again, I live here in the South. I live in West Texas. And one of the markers that it really is, we're going to start getting that cool weather is we do see those flocks of blackbirds or crows. Um, I, I mean, I generally see them all summer. There are some that live in my, you know, in my trees and stuff, but we'll start seeing large flocks of them. And then additionally, we will start getting Canadian geese that migrate up towards uh, this way and they do you know kind of stick around for the winter and so I'm not sure when that occurs I'm really gonna have to pay attention now because I wonder if it occurs during this time I really thought that it occurred a little bit later when the weather gets a little bit cooler in October maybe even November but I might uh, I might have to keep an eye out for those Canadian geese I'll keep you guys updated so some common observances during this time is to worship the hero who stopped the flood and just again, kind of the flood mythos across cultures. Um, and then China has one regarding the yellow emperor. And so it does say here, the first mortal leader in Chinese history took on the task of keeping the floodwaters at bay. After 13 years, he did succeed and managed to divert it to the ocean. Since then, people honor the hero with several ceremonies throughout the year. However, it is the one during the white dew solar cycle that is the biggest of them all besides paying tribute to a hero ancient chinese also busied themselves during white dew collecting the dew hanging off the tips of the leaves and according to the compendium of materia medica written by um li xianjin it's just a book on chinese herbology and uh, chinese medicine um and sometimes he's called xinyang i covered him in the podcast before i'll have to circle back around because he's interesting <laughs> But uh, according to that book, the dew collected during this time is a cure for whatever ails you, and it should also keep your skin looking radiant. So I'm about to collect some white dew. And looking at what's generally eaten during this time, it does say that the autumn dryness sets in around, and folks with sensitive skin may experience um, the scratchy throat, the nosebleeds, dry cracked skin. Uh, remember that the metal element does represent the organs of your lungs and your skin. And so these are the things you're going to want to kind of um, keep uh, healthy this time of year. And it does say here that there's different herbs here. It says uh, people use this opportunity to collect various herbs, about 10 of them with the name white in in the name, uh, which they do make into a black bone chicken stew or duck stew. And it's supposed to help with arthritis. It does say here also um, homebrewed Crop wines made from sticky rice, sorghum, and various grains are also uh, consumed during this time. So I'll, I'll drink some wine for my health, right? <laughs> All right, so now looking at the micro season of autumn equinox, uh, this is a time of year where we have a very balanced, you know, we have like that 12 and 12, right? 12 hours of day, 12 hours of night. Um, the weather does start cooling down a little bit. And it does say here that you'll notice that 
the storms this time of year, if we're getting rain, there is less thunder. And it says here that they thought it was because the excessive yang energy, which manifests as thunder, had been overtaken by the growing yin energy of the year. So when, once we pass um, the summer solstice, that that usually means the the yang energy is is uh waning and the yin energy is is growing okay it's it's a yin time of year and so we see that again in the uh you know the amount of day and night we get you know when it starts getting progressively darker a little earlier so the second micro season says that here it's kind of the opposite idea of the solar term awakening event awakening of insects and that the bugs that are out and about during the spring and summer return to their caves they decide to hibernate and they dig their way kind of down and and uh, you know and all that and they go back into the ground so the final micro season does mark the advent of autumn and it's reflected in the dry air and receding levels and rivers so we just see a little bit less water so observances during this time and traditions, it's the Mid-Autumn Festival or the Harvest Festival. Um, I'll cover that later on in, in a later episode for the month um, because I want to go through it a little bit more in depth. But basically, it's a Mid-Autumn Festival. And so, but during this time, um, people do like to eat. It says here, there's like a fish soup that's said to detoxify your body and boost your immune system and it also says that it's common for farmers to enjoy dumplings but they even are said to boil um, dumplings without any filling and then put the skins out on their bamboo sticks in the field to feed birds so they will leave their crop alone so yeah to me i think that would attract the birds um but what do i know all right, guys, well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Again, if you need help finding any of these sectors of your home, uh, just want to chat or have any feng shui questions, feel free to reach out to me. Links in the show notes for um, everything. Again, you can message me on WhatsApp. And that, I mean, it has a feature there where you can upload documents. So you can upload your document right to WhatsApp if you prefer that, or if you want to get online and um, follow that link and upload your floor plan that way, then yeah, just hit me up that way. I think it's a little bit easier than trying to email me. So it makes it a little bit uh, faster, I think. So anyway, yeah, message me guys and let me know if you have any questions. I'll catch you guys next week. For free energy mapping of your floor plan, please check the link in the show notes. To support today's podcast, go to learnfengshui.com, sign up for emails, leave a review, and share with your family and friends.